Okay, good morning, everybody. Um, we have two thoughts here on the Megillah. The title is Secrets and Insights of Megillah's Esther. And we also have some of the Marimakomas on the discussion that we alluded to yesterday with the timing of the Purim Suda uh, when Purim falls on Erev Shabbos. So maybe we'll start with one of the two insights from the uh, Agada standpoint. And then we could take a little break in the middle, do a little halachic discussion, and then if we have time, go back to the, uh, the second thought. How does that sound? Okay, so we know the Gemara in Megillah tells us that and Yakar, which means splendor, Elut Filin. So, during the Yeshua of Klal Yisrael, the way it's described as the Jews had light, joy, another form of joy, right? Sason is more the external expression, and then splendor. And those four things are referring to Torah, uh, Yantif, Mila, and Tefillin. Okay. So the most basic kasha in this Chazal that the Svas Emes is bothered by, is if that's actually what took place, that the authors of the Megillah had in mind that the Jewish people were able to resume Torah, Yantif, Mila, and Tefillin. So just say, Torah, Yantif, Mila, and Tefillin. Why do you have to write in this cryptic way, light and joy and sason and splendor? Tell me what you mean. What is the deeper significance of referring to these items uh, through these expressions? That's the question of the Svas Emes. Now, it's interesting. There's a famous gematri of the Gra, where he takes those four words, Ora, Simcha, Sasan, Yakar, and he writes, if you look at the first word, of, the first letter of each word, you have the gematri of 611. Right? The Aleph is one. Sin, sin, that's 3 plus 300 is 600. Yud is 10, that equals 611. And the significance we know that 611, the Gematria, is Torah. I'm also wondering where in the story, is there, there's a lot of Jewish things? Yeah. And also, this is probably after like a whole year later, right? After the war? Oh, meaning that Bishlam, if we're talking about Hanukkah time, right? where the evil Greeks made a decree, you're not allowed to do Mila, and you can't celebrate Shabbos, and you can't learn Torah. Then it would make sense, we're celebrating the, the mitzvahs we were restricted from. But over here, we have no indication that there was an Isra to keep Shabbos. They were doing everything they usually did. They were going to shul, and they were learning, and the chadarim were open. Elamai, they were all going to get killed. Baruch Hashem, they were saved. What's that? There's no laxity in the observance. Okay, so you could say that obviously they were allowed to, but it wasn't the same level. But it's definitely, it's a deserving question, right? They were all doing these things before. My kasha in the Grada was, according to the Gemara, if Oro, Simcha, Sas, and Yakar, that's referring to four separate items, so then what exactly is the message that putting them all together is Torah? Torah is one of the four. 
right? That's the first one. That's Oro. And we also know the very famous Gemara in Shabbos and Peches that says that initially Matan Torah was based on Yira. Kaddish Baruch Hu held the mountain over our heads and we accepted it because we felt we had no choice. And then, Rashi says, Now, there's a lot of discussion as to why was the Nase of Purim uh, able to create more of an Ava to accept the Torah than all of the Nisim of Yisius Mitzrayim. And that's a well-known Kasha. But you could also ask, practically speaking, what did that look like? When we were Makabal the Torah Me'ava versus Me'ira, what changed? What did Klal Yisrael look like beforehand and afterwards? When you're Makabal the Torah the first time, there's obviously a radical Shinui in everything we were doing and saying Me'a Brachos and putting on Tefillin. We had a whole new lifestyle. Was there any real difference before and after we were Makabal the Torah Me'ava? Right, so just a few points to throw out. We have the Gemara, the question of the Svas Emes. Just tell me, Torah and Yantif, why do you have to use these cryptic terms of Ora and Simcha? We have the Vilna Gaon teaching us that those four words equal, at least the, uh, the first letter of each one equals 611, which is Torah. Why are they all Torah if that's really one out of the four? And then we have this third point, the Gemara and Shabbos, that we were Mechabal, the Torah, Me'ava, B'meach Hashverosh, what really changed before that Kabbalah and after that Kabbalah? Good points, right? Concerning well, the difference between the Hanukkah, they always say, and Purim, is that the Hanukkah, they bring our Yiddish type, and Purim, they bring our physical. Right, so that's, that's Lavush. Lavush writes that. And that explains why we celebrate in different ways. Okay. But we still have to address these questions, though, right? Meaning that that wouldn't directly answer these issues. So let's take a look here at the Svas Emes. V'tzorach b'ir. Ma'ashina ha'kosu v'estamu v'lo pirish le'yehudim ha'isu Torah v'yantuf u'milu v'tfilin. Aval ha'inyin hu explains the Svas Emes sheze'a atzmo haya ha'gu'ula v'ha'yeshua. A profound idea. This was the Iker redemption and the salvation of Klal Yisrael. Sheher Gishu B'nei Yisrael Zos B'nafshosam That they had a Hargosha Ki HaTorah Hi That Torah is light. V'hamila Sosom Ki B'vadai Oso HaDor Shezochol and Nisim B'Kavach HaTshuva B'vadai Nisolu Nafshosam Obviously that generation was uplifted and they came to a new darga of Amunas HaTorah, a new level of, of, of clarity and belief in Torah. Meaning to say that after the Yeshua of Purim, or perhaps right, he's focusing more on the, the definition of what exactly the Yeshua was, it's that we walked out of the, the Nisim of Purim having a different association, a different relationship with Torah and all of the mitzvos in Torah. Liman HaTorah was no longer the mitzvah of Liman HaTorah. It was a hargasha of Ora. 
When we were learning Torah now, we felt there was mamish bringing light to darkness. The mitzvah of Mila was not just getting together, doing a bris and having some bagels and cream cheese, but it was a hargasha of saso. Yantif was real simcha. It wasn't just being mekayim, the mitzvahs of Yantif, but there is a real deep hargasha of simcha. And tefillin was no longer just being mekayim, the mitzvah of tefillin, but it was sensing the splendor of that, of that kesher with Hashem. That was the issue of Purim Reis Tzvas Emes. And that explains why the Megillah points out these words, not just that we got Torah back, we were learning more, or we had more time to devote ourselves to the Limud HaTorah, but qualitatively it was a different Torah. It was a different Mila, it was a different Yontif, a different Tefillin. And I think that could answer our Kasha and the Grah. Why is it that all four of these words together create Torah? Shad is according to the Svas Emes because it was an entirely different perspective on Torah. That was part and parcel of the Yeshua of Purim. Ora Simcha Sosun Yikar is saying that we had a different relationship, a different appreciation of everything within Torah. And the Svas Emes goes on to explain. And this is what the Gemara means in Shabbos, in Nafpeiches, that we were makabel bimeach hashverosh me'ava, and Rashi explains me'avas hanes from the love that was generated through the miracle. Shemikodim hayud bechina samuna. Beforehand, what did the observance of Klal Yisrael look like before yimeach hashverosh? It was in the bechina of amuna. We were doing it because we believed it was true. Like it says that a kofa leim harkegigis. This was reality. We have no choice. This has to be done. This is truth. However, but now with the Yeshua of Purim, they had a real love for Torah and mitzvos, and that's what it means that they were makabel again that which they already received this time meava shemikodem haya bechinas kabbalah. Ve'amuna. Beforehand, we were accepting it because we knew it was true, and therefore this is our achrayas. However, va'ata nisgala lehem b'poel b'nafshosam, but now it was more of this internal hargasha within, not just doing it because it makes sense, but seeing Torah as light, seeing yontif as simcha. It was a different connection to the mitzvahs, and therefore a different association with Torah b'chlal. Now we have a new Havana, a deeper understanding of the Gemara Megillah on Daf Tezayim. Beautiful Svazemus. This, I think, also explains why do we quote this Pasuk every Motei Shabbos? What, is, what does this have to do with Havdalah? There was a particular thing describing the Nase of Purim. So the answer is according to the Svazemus and according to the Grah. As we go into the new week, we're not just referencing what took place with Purim. This is part of the tefillah that we want our association with Torah to be in the level of Hargosha, not just the Muna, not just intellectually, but we want to feel and be connected with the mitzvahs. That's why we incorporate it into Havdol. A renewed dedication, but more than that, it sounds like they, they gained something they never had before. It was a new bechina, it was a new hargasha of the mitzvahs. That's a good kasha. That's beyond the scope of this discussion. I think the Sosemis is saying a little bit of a deeper point in the sense that 
the difference between theoretical and practical. In other words, the, to have a muna and then to be saved, literally, where they, their lives were at risk and then they were saved, creates a new relationship with the Bhagavad So I, I, I think so that's, in other words, when you experience something, going through that on a personal level gives you a whole different relationship with Torah, Rabbani Shalaylam. And I, 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 so I think that's, uh, that's what he's emphasizing. So that, that's, another, that's how you feel it. Like, I mean, you're, you're, you're saying the transition from Bechina Samuna right. you know, like to the Bechina of Hargosha. I can, have, I can always have a theoretical thing. But when you literally go through this thing, you know, like I, I could have an appreciation for a doctor. Well, you know, he's there to say, if he saves my life... It's a whole different connection. A whole different connection. Right. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. And I think that that's so. So therefore, everything that is a Tzitzah from the Rebbein especially Tyra, is now a whole different relationship. In other words, I, I, I look at things completely differently. Okay, well said. Baruch Hashem, Mr. Kaiser's back in town. <laughs> All right, what a gorgeous Vasemis, though. What a gorgeous Vasemis. I, I think that, uh, that he says, in other words, that they felt it in their bones. You know, it, it's, like, it's like talking about Kabbalah Satyra and being there. Right, now we still have to be masbury, have to explain, because they were Kabbalah Satara previously, right? And, and, and that's really the age-old question, what was unique about this miracle? But that's Mamish Gufa the thing. In other words, the Kabbalah Satara originally was Mamish experience, but in other words, there were certain aspects which were absent, you know? And so now, in other words, they, they, Mamish they have a similar experience of a Giloi, in other words, of the understanding that their chiyas their now is completely totally in, in you know, okay. maybe like, like Kriyash Yamsuf, you know. I hear, I hear. It's a gorgeous vasemis. There's a lot, a lot of depth here. Um, Lamaisa, the question we're not addressing is what was unique, right? We're saying structurally there were elements that were lacking before and they were included here in the Nase of Purim and that's why it's Me'abas Hanes. But what exactly did Purim have that Matan Torah or Yetzias Mitzrayim did not have? And that's a whole discussion unto itself. You know, some explain maybe it was Gufa the fact that it was a Nase Nister and there's actually a Diak in the Gra that it's Mashma, it was more powerful or more meaningful because we had to discover it ourselves. That's, that's a whole discussion as well. What, dis- what discovery did we have to discover? The, the discovery that really Hashem was orchestrating the history and, and the lead-up to bring to the Yeshua. That even though Anais Nigla is more in your face, and it's more, it's more supernatural, you're seeing the Kriyas Yamsuk, you're seeing amazing miracles, but the one thing you're lacking with the Neis Nigla is that you don't have that internal process of the Havchana, of the actual coming from within, that discovery. It's almost like we quoted before from the Altar of Kelm, where he said, it's very important to write your own tefillos. Or even if you can't compose your own tefillah, 
to at least have a pshat in a tefillah that comes from you? Because he says, otherwise, it's like hearing someone else's song. Even if you love the song, it's, it's not your song. You weren't with him in that internal process of the creation of the nigan. You could appreciate the nigan, but there has to be more of it that comes from you. So that, that's how some explain, based on the diak and the gra, what was unique about Purim. It was the nes nister that required the havchana, the, the discovery that Hashem is always there, even when we think He's not. You know, that's one angle. Oh. That they had to do tshuva, meaning that they had to bring a change within themselves and uh, causing these things. So by Pesach, Matthias Mitzrayim was all kind of just Hashem took them along. They were just along for the ride. And it sounds like there's something about you know doing some, making some kind of internal shift in yourself that helped them get the Rabbi Wasa, that's a beautiful dig. Because people ask the question, that we said that Shifcha al Hayam, she saw more than Yecheskel ben Buzi, right? So Klaus was such a high level. It's always funny, the only, the only Navi we know, his father's name, is Yecheskel, because of that Chazal, it's always quoted. But I wonder that the Kasha is, I, so how did Klaus ever sink down to a lower level? Because they, they remained the Shifcha, because they didn't transform themselves. Right, yeah. Chaim Shmuel the Levitz. The yes, the shivcha remains a shivcha because it wasn't through that internal process, and I think that is Maduyuk in this line. That was one ha'ora. Now, should we jump to a halachic discussion and then come back? One more question, yeah. Just, uh, just a quick comment. Yeah. Maybe the idea of when Nisnister is it's because it's more applicable for us, meaning in our in our daily lives. That is more how we discover Hashem that we need to work hard to see where he is, is it's um, something that potentially creates consistency if we are consistent in that approach, it'll carry us further than the line on Amaze Nigla. So perhaps that's part of why Amaze Nistar is so important. You know what, that, that's also Maduyuk in the Grad. I didn't have the Grad here, but it's the Grad in the very beginning of Megillus Esther. He gives that example of the son who was sent away from his father the king, right, living by himself, assuming he's alone, and then realizing after all of these coincidences happen that really his father was looking out for him. So I think it is mashman like you're saying, where it's not just waiting for now and again that Hashem may split the Yamsuf, but it's the recognition, even when we feel we're not living in a supernatural reality, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always there right next to me. Yes, very well said. Should we jump to a second Ha'ara or jump to the halachic discussion of the Suda and the Zman of the Suda? We'll, we'll do this democratically. Second Ha'ara or Halacha? Halacha. Halacha, okay. Let's take a look here on page three. Halig Yosefer Torah Meshulish. He quotes the discussion of what do we do for the Suda, the timing of the Suda. And he writes, Suda's Purim yesh lasos be'erev Shabbos kodesh l'chadchila b'boker u'lefachos l'ivnei chatzos hayom, or at least before chatzos. Mipnei kavod Shabbos. Now what does that mean because of kavod Shabbos? So in the Acheronim there's a whole discussion in general we're going to reference in a moment in Reish Memtas. Why is it that we're we're told to refrain from Masuda Gedola on Friday. What does that mean, Mishum Kovach Shabbos? 
So some explain that the whole idea or part of the idea of Kavit Shabbos is going into Shabbos B'teyavon, right, to really enjoy it. And therefore having a large meal too close to Shabbos, you're going to take away your appetite. Others explain that Kavit Shabbos in this context means that if you have a whole sutta going on on Friday, you're not going to have enough time for the preparations of Shabbos. It's like starting a, a sutta before a also, oh, let's see. Let's see the exact timing of it. But at least he quotes here that some make the suda in the morning lechatchila, but boker is mashma. You make it at ten o'clock. That's more lechatchila, or at least before chatzos. And then he says, "Yesh hanogim gam b'purim be'er Shabbos kodesh la'aschil hasuda la'achar chatzos ayom." Some have the minig even when it's erev Shabbos to start after chatzos. After they daven mincha gedola, the rubam gomer mosos somech lekanis the Shabbos, and most of these people finish it before Shabbos. Like we mentioned yesterday, there is a there is an idea that theoretically you could be mamshich, you could bring that suda into Shabbos and be mafsik in the middle and make kiddush, but most people don't do that. And there are others who do that. But those are the two basic minhagim. Some do it in the morning, or at least before chatzos, and others daven mincha gedolo, and then they have the suda afterwards. So we take a look here at Tafresh Tzadi Hay, where the Ramad discusses this. He says, "Kishchal Purim Yom Shishi Yasu Asuda B'Shachris Mishum Kavod Shabbos." When it's on Friday, you should make the suda in the morning because of Kavod Shabbos. The Trimus Adeshin tells us that if you always want to make your suit in the morning, even when it falls out during the week, you're allowed to do so. Okay, so what does that mean? You should make it on, you should make it Bishachris, explains the Mishnah Burra in Sifkot and Yud. Hasuda Bishachris, Hanu Kodem Chatzos Hayom Lechadchila. That means Lechadchila before Chatzos Hayom. Then he's mitzayin. He quotes the Yad Ephraim. Ayin b'Yad Ephraim, Mashikosu b'Shem Maril. So what does the Yad Ephraim say b'Shem Maril? That even erev Shabbos, there's no Indian, there's no need to make it before Chatzos. And the main thing is of Roas and Olad. Make sure not to be eating too much, too close to Shabbos. That's the sheet of the Maril, and that was the second opinion quoted here in Purim Meshulish. Now, it sounds like from the Mishnah Bura, though, he's more inclined to the Pashib Shad in the Ramah, which is Shachris means before Chatzos. Let's now, though, jump to Reish Memtes. Reish Memtes is the Iker discussion of having a Suda on Friday. That's the Mishnah Bura? Uh, in Reish Memtes? Reish Memtes, this, this is the Mechaber in base, and then we'll see the Mishnah Bura below. So the Mechaber writes, Osir likvoa be'erev Shabbos suda u'mishta she'eno rogil b'yemeyachol. It is also to have a suda on Friday, a suda that's more than you would usually eat during the week. V'afilu hi sudas erisin, even if it's a suda celebrating an erisin. Mipnei kavod ha-Shabbos, she'ekonez le-Shabbos kashu toiv le'echol. So the Mechaber clearly goes with the pshat that kavod Shabbos means... We need to enter into the Suda Shabbos with a good appetite. V'chol hayom b'chlal ha'iser, and the entire day is included in the iser. 
So that means you cannot have a Suda that's more than you usually have, what's called a Suda Gedola, any time on Friday, even in the morning. The assumption is because even in the morning, it'll take away from my appetite Friday night. Unless you're a yeshiva guy. However, if you have a suda that zman, its time is Friday, then it's mutter to have a suda gedola. Right, and this seems to be the minig. So it doesn't sound like he makes any distinction. It sounds like if it's a suda that falls on Friday, Right, the bris is happening today. You're not going to say push off the Suda's mitzvah. You have the Suda's mitzvah today on Friday, and it's mutter. And he makes no qualification that it has to be before any particular time. Right? And I think that's really the logic. We're going to see that in the Mishnah and Burah. But the logic is, don't have a suda gedola shel rishus. Don't just choose to make a big party on Friday. What are you doing? Are you going to take away your appetite? That's being migareya in the Kavla Shabbos. But if there's a chiv to have a suda now, we're having a bris mila, pidin haben, where you could argue, right, the suda purim. So then, maybe it is taking away a little bit from my appetite Friday night. But what am I supposed to do? The mitzvah is to have a suda. Well, Lamaisa, in this context, there really is no deraisa we're discussing, right? Because covered Shabbos, we pass it as medivrei Kabbalah, right, from the pasuk in Yeshaya, right, covered in oneg Shabbos, but it's not a deraisa. And Lamaisa, you're still being makayim the mitzvah. It's just I might not have the same appetite. So then you could argue, like we're going to see in a moment, that to be makayim the mitzvah of sudas bris mila bismana will take away or will trump the idea of eating Leteyovon le, le on Friday night. The Suda is not the mitzvah. The bris mila is the mitzvah. The Suda is, a, is something you do. It's not, it, it's not a... It's just hate the mitzvah. Oh, that's a good point. But Lachor, you could argue that if the Ramah is telling us one of the exceptions is a Suda's mitzvah, that even though it's not really the chiv to have a suda, but it's a suda celebrating a mitzvah, the <laughs> you could say, kol shekein, something like Purim, the mitzvah is to have a suda. Exactly. Right? More of a svarah to be mekel. Let's just finish off the mechaber. However, to eat or drink without really being kovei, without washing, then a filu suda shirogel ba bachol, the way you read this is, or, even if you do wash, but it's a suda that you're rogilba, meaning it's not a suda gedoli, you're not having all these fancy uh, delicacies and many courses like a, like a suda's erisin. You're having a sandwich, right? Having a sandwich, even though officially it's a suda, then kol hayom mutter lehaschel min hadin. Technically speaking, you could have uh, you know, two slices of pizza all day. You could have a sandwich all day. Avul mitzvah suda but it's a mitzvah, it's a nice thing, it's not a chiyu, but it's a mitzvah that from nine hours on, not to even have a suda shirogilba. 
So you want to have lunch on Friday, a sandwich, some pizza, go ahead, there's no problem. But it's a nice thing, it's a mitzvah to try to have that before nine hours. Okay. That's the Mechaber and the Ramah. Let's take a look here at the Mishnah Bura. Also Ligboa. The Isa Bigemara, this is the Gemara in Gittin that says, the Haisa Mishpacha Birushalayim Shekova Sudosa Bed of Shabbos, Venekra. They had a Sudan of Shabbos and they were uprooted. What does it mean to be uprooted? Not a good thing, right? <laughs> Not a good thing. The Arab Shabbos, Vahuadin Berev Yantif, the Yantif Nami Mitzvah Laungo Lechabdo. The same restrictions apply to Arab Yantif. Sudas Erisin, so the example given, we said that even a Sudas Erisin is, is going to be a problem on Friday. Perush im Eris Kodim Lachain, Asr Lasos Asuda Berev Shabbos. If the Erisin took place on Wednesday, then you can't have the Sudas Erisin on Friday. Da'af the Sudas Erisin he mitzvah, mikom makom hayalola haddimo. You should have had it earlier. Afal im Eris Berev Shabbos, mutter Lasos Hasuda. But if the Erisin takes place on Friday morning, then you could have the Suda on Friday. The cave in the Eris in Sharia Berev Shabbos, Mishum Shaloyak Dimenu Acher. Since you're allowed to do Eris on Erev Shabbos, so no one else should chap her first. Memela Sharia Suda Lezegamkein. Therefore, you could also have a Suda celebrating the Erisin. The Chashuva Kamos Suda's Mila Pidin Haben, Shizmana Kavua. We equate it with those examples of Bris and Pidin Haben. That's its time. In the olden days, we see from the Mishnah Bureau, this is actually a fairly common thing to do. They would get married on Friday. For what reason? Save money. To save money. To save money. You have the Suda Friday night. Okay, it's part of the Shabbos Suda. Well, we'll bring out another Kugel, you know? That's going to be the Suda's Nesuin. So, Mutter Lasso says, Suda Gamkein, they're allowed to have the, the Suda celebrating the Nesuin on Friday, assuming the Nesuin took place on Friday. Mikol Mokum Lachachila Tovanachon, Im Efsher Lidcho says, Suda Lamachar, O Yomacher, Afila Be'eris, Be'er Shabbos. He says, Lamaisa, though, it's a nice thing to be able to push off the Suda's Erison um, to the next day, if possible. Vida the Choseb, the Suda's Erison. But he says, you should know this really, this whole discussion of Suda's Erison is not Nogea so much Bismanazeh. Of a Besuda Sha'osin Beshiduchim Shalonu Lohavi Suda's Mitzvah. What we call in French a Vort, right? Or a Lechayim. And that's not a Suda's Mitzvah. That's what the Prima Godim writes in Tafmem Dalit. Even if they mamish get engaged on Friday, you should not have a Suda Gedola. Again, this whole discussion is a Suda Gedola. You should not have that on Friday. Right, this was the source of having a Lachayim. They would have, uh, you know, some, some Mazonos, right, a shadow to celebrating the engagement, but that's not a Suda, that's no problem. So we say you can't have a big Suda Friday because of Kavod Shabbos. This is not the sheet of the Mechaber, but here the Mishnah Bura is quoting the other reason why generally we don't have a Suda Gedola on Friday. The Mechaber's reason is, though she yekanez le Shabbos, kishu toiv le'echol, v'av she'och le'beboker. 
So listen, I'm eating it in the boker in the morning. What's the big deal? Kevan shu marbe besudaso, lo kerigiluso, shuvlo yochel belaila teyavo. And since you're having a big suda even in the morning, more than you usually do, you're not going to have the same appetite for Friday night. Here are the exceptions, bris milo. Am I boring you with this? Is this like, yeah, we're okay? Yeah. Okay. Says bris milo. Even if it was pushed off, right? You're having the bris on day 13. This is its man. Because every moment is this man once you're allowed to do the bris. You cannot leave the child uncircumcised even for one day. And the same thing is true with the Pidina Ben. He writes, even if it's past the 30th day, fine. Parenthetically, what day do we make the Pidyan Haben? The 31st day. Always very confusing. The way to make the Cheshben is, whatever day the child was born, the child's born on a Tuesday, when will the Pidyan Haben take place? Thursday. Always two days later. That's how you can keep the Cheshben. <coughs> All right. Mutter. So he says over here, Sifkat and Yud Gimel, this was the Ramah. That if it's bismano like the bris or the pidin haben, then you're, it's mutter. he gam kein sudas mitzvah ve'ein lidchosu bivnei sudas shabbos. This is what Reb Goldstein was alluding to. You're not going to push off a sudas mitzvah for the suda of shabbos. Mikol makom lachadchila mitzvah lahagdima b'shacharis mishum kavod hashabbos. However, and this is where it gets more nogeya directly to Purim. Even on a Suda, that its Zman is Friday. L'chadchila mitzvah lahagdimo b'shachris because covered Shabbos. Like we see in Tafaresh Tzadi Hei, Sif Beis, L'inyan Sudas Purim, Erev Shabbos. So meaning, even though logically speaking, if we're mekel by Mila and Pidid Haben, where it's a Suda's mitzvah, but the Suda itself is not the mitzvah, and therefore you could argue, kol shekein we should be mekel by having a suda for Purim any time on Friday, just like Minha Din, you could have a suda for bris any time on Friday. Nonetheless, the Mishnah Baruch is telling us, l'chadchila, it's a mitzvah to have it b'shachris, because kavod ha-shabbos. B'di'evet, he says, yochol ha-soso ifilim but b'di'evet, you could have it even from mincha and mala and onwards. <coughs> Would somebody with the Lechachila also, when it comes to Pidyan Aben and Bris, to also try to do it in the morning? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what he's saying here. That even though the Ramah says all day would be mutter, Lechachila mitzvah, to do it in the morning. Now we have here in Oshe, this is in the bottom of uh, the Mishnah that has the Ha'oros from the Shulchan Aruch HaRav. The Shulchan Aruch HaRav writes, Mikol makom mitzvah lehaschil hasuda lechadchila kodem shah siris. Right? His l'chadchila is different than the Mishnah Baruch's l'chadchila. He says that even by Pidyan Haben and Mila were at the Zman, and therefore officially you could do it the whole day, l'chadchila, better to have it before the 10th hour. Where does that cheshben come from? Shaharei mishah siris ve'elech mitzvah li'imonah milikvoa filu suda ketana shiragol babachol. We said from the 10th hour, then the, it's a mitzvah, it's not an obligation, but it's a nice thing not even to have a regular Suda. If it's a Suda's Rishus. Im kein, gam mitzvah, 
כיוון שאפשר להקדימה קודם שעה סיריס, יש לו להקדימה לכתחילה. So explains the Graz. He says, we're not going to be any more machmir than we are by a Sudas Rishos. He makes the following equation. If you're allowed to have a sandwich, and there's not even a mitzvah to refrain from having a sandwich up until, let's call it 3 p.m. And 6 to 6 day, 3 p.m. So then, if you're going to have a Sudas mitzvah, even though it is more than you usually have, so we're not going to say, L'chadchil, you should be more machmir than a Sudas Rishos. At least try to have it before the 10th hour. That's the sheet of the Graz. So we see here, right, a machlokis, the Mishnabura and the Graz, as to what is L'chadchilo. But we also see that even in the Mishnabura's world, Bidiyevit, it would be okay to have the whole day. What did the Mishnabura say? What did the Mishnabura say? The Mishnabura says, that even though it's mutter to have the suda for bris the entire day, mikol makom lechadchila mitzvah laagdima b'shachris mishum kavod shabbos. So Pashib Shad, right? He quotes Tafresh Tzadihei, and in Tafresh Tzadihei he explains shachris means, hopefully, right before chatzos. That's officially shachris. Now, what I find interesting with this entire discussion is if theoretically. Let's just say, hypothetically, the Purim Suda was that the shul's going to be giving out boxes of uh, food that's already made, which consists of a piece of schnitzel and some rice and some vegetables. Would you categorize that as a Suda Gedola? <laughs> Depends for who. What qualifies as so Suda Gedola, it sounds like, right, from, from the poskim, it's a Suda that you're not rogel. And obviously you could argue, well, I'm not rogel to have schnitzel on Friday for lunch. That doesn't mean, therefore, it's a Suda Gedola. The fact that I'm having the food that you would usually serve at a Sheva Brachos doesn't make it Suda Gedola. Suda Gedola means it, it's, it's a logic. There's a Havana. I'm eating a lot more than I usually eat, and therefore there's a concern I might not enter the Friday night Suda B'Teyavom. I could hear a svara that maybe even in the Mishnah Brewer's world, assuming that the Purim Suda is not going to be Begeder Suda Gedola, that as long as, first of all, then you could have it the entire day, and even a mitzvah limnoa mizah would only take place from 3.30 and on. But before that time, there wouldn't even be an Indian to be Monea from a Suda Shirogil book. What do you, you tie, no? What's that? Butterfront drinks a lot. Yeah. What was that? Butterfront drinks a lot. Yeah, yeah. drinks. Yeah. I forgot about our present how much it works, but a certain amount makes you more hungry, but a certain amount makes you less hungry. Right, 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 right. So to take a look here on the back page, right? Mishnah brings this. Because the Mechaber said that to eat and drink is no problem as long as it's not officially a Suda qualifies the Mishnah Bura, ve'ein b'chlal zeh, im hu shosa kol kacharbe minei mashke, ad shi yesoveya. Ki hu bevadei mekalkel taivas ha-maichel v'achush yoyed al zeh. Meaning, whatever exactly chilek we make, drinking a little bit, is more the appetite, drinking a lot, he lessens it. Lemais, if you drink a whole lot, then we know from experience, that does fill you up. And there's another problem. You might be mevatel the entire Suda Shabbos based on your shechrus. 
And therefore, when it comes to the concern of drinking too much, at least mitesha shows lamala, one should be careful. You're saying on, on Friday or? On Friday. No, so the truth is, if, if, if you're a mom, is just a mishpacha, right? You're not talking about having everyone together for a communal suda and on arranging schedules and different Megillah readings. Pashtus is, the earlier the better. That's the pashtus. So when you get together at 9.30 in the morning and make a suda, that sounds like the most l'chad chilo, right? 100%. Now, Lemaiso, the reason why we're bringing these Maramakomos is to show that there are many Tzadim to the Shiloh, and therefore, in a situation where it could be much more conducive to the overall Purim experience, and scheduling, and Megillah readings, and COVID, it's not schwer to go like the second Shita in Purim Meshulish, which is Davin Mincha Gedola, which there could also be an argument, you know, Mitzad the, the, the Tzibur, Davening first and then starting your Suda might be a good idea. So, so the Permashulosh, he, he mentions that some have that minig, but that's not the norm. That's not the norm. Right? Ideally, we want to be done by, call it 3.30, right? Right. What's that? I just want to mention one more point. If Lemaisa, you have a family who's making their own Suda, and therefore we don't have to be concerned for all the different Cheshbonos. And we're starting our Suda at 9.45 in the morning. Can we have bagel, locks, and cream cheese, right? We can't have bagel, locks, and cream cheese because the Suda is supposed to have meat. So that's the question. The question is, do you really have to have meat for the Suda's Purim? And this Shaila comes up a lot more on a Friday when many people are making their sudas in the morning. Let's just have a breakfast or maybe a brunch. We'll have a milchig brunch. Does that work? So that's the Shiloh. Generally speaking, when it comes to Shabbos, do you have to have basar to be mekayim the mitzvah onik Shabbos? No. Kamavur basimen reish nun. Right? Basar is given as an example, but there's no real chiv to have basar. It's anything you enjoy as a kim of onik Shabbos. When it comes to Yontif, we know there's not a chiv to have basr, but it's a mitzvah to have basr because there's a den of simcha and ain simcha ela be basr be yayin. Yayin is more begeder chiv, the Berlacha writes, because yayin lemaisas misamech levav enosh. Basr, you could argue that's only, that was only a chiv when we had the actual karbanos. Right? But lemaisas, it's a mitzvah on Yontif. So where does Purim fall in? Is it more similar to Shabbos? Or if you love lasagna, that's an oneg. It's Sudas Purim. Or is it more similar to Yontif? Pasuk business says Simcha Mishta. Oh, take a look at the Archa Shulchan. Last Marimakum here. He first starts off by quoting the Rambam. He's Medayik from the Rambam. Mitzvah Laharbos Besudas Purim Dechsev Simcha Vemishta Veketzer Chova Sudazu he describes the Suda of Purim where you eat meat and you make it nice according to your ability. Mashma says the It's Mashma that you need meat. Because without this, 
it's not going to have the proper chashivus of a suda. Achshar macholim yase kamo yantif. Ubesuda achas beyom yatsi dechovaso. Belaila in sarich laharbos besuda. But the way he defines the suda purim, based on the lashon of the Rambam, is that you should have meat. He doesn't. You should. You should. Sarich. <laughs> yes, the Lamaisa. No, it, it's a good question. We do paskin that chicken is also begather busser for this, which, in a sense, is a little bit of a chilik between the Purim Suda and Yantif. Yantif, when we say there's a mitzvah of having busser, that means busser. So, even though it's lachadchila to make your Suda as early in the morning as you can, you should not have bagel, lox, and cream cheese. You should have some kind of flesh as part of the Suda. What's that? Having a flesh for a bris? Well, you know, it, it's interesting because the way, the way that the Aruch HaShulchan is medayik from the Rambam, he says clearly, without this, ein chashibus. Well, what I thought he would have said is... Pshadim the Rambam is based on the Pasuk, that because the Pasuk says it has to be with Simcha, and Simcha we know from the Sugi of Yantif means together with, with Basar, so Mamela, that's Pshadim the Rambam. And therefore it would be limited to Yantif and Purim, and you can't make any applications to any other Sudas mitzvah like a bris or Pidin Haben. But the way he says it is because without meat it doesn't have chashivas, then theoretically you could start saying, maybe for any Sudas mitzvah, if you want it to have chashivas, it should be dafka b'basar. Okay, it has to have chashivas. Soy-based chicken? <laughs> uh, if you live in L.A., that counts. Otherwise, I don't think that counts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not real fleshics. Okay, Reboisa, have a wonderful day.